morning, so we are, we are doing a short Christmas sermon series called The Epicenter of Hope. The Epicenter of Hope. We were talking about a Christmas that shook the foundations of the earth. It's not just an ordinary Christmas. It's not just the ordinary birth of Lord Jesus Christ, but it is a Christmas that shook the foundations of the earth. So this was the objective, and this is still the objective this morning of this short sermon series. Number one, as we get that on the screen, number one, to understand the impact Christmas made when Christ was born. Secondly, to keep Christ as the epicenter when we lose our hope, or when our hope is found shaky, we want to still keep Christ as the epicenter so that you know we have still have faith in God, we are able to trust him for. Third aspect is to propagate the original impact or the original meaning of Christmas to today's world around us. You know, today when you come across, when you drive through, when you visit different places, when you get onto social media, you know, the way that Christmas is, the way Christmas is commercialized, it is an astronomical extent, you know, it is commercialized today. And by doing it, it's all good, it's all good, light is good, star is good, Christmas tree is good, everything is good, but you know, but by doing this, we lose the focus, we lose the real meaning of Christmas. So we have a responsibility to tell the world what Christmas is and what is the objective or what is the purpose of Christ coming down to this earth. So this sermon series was prepared in that way and this morning you are listening from me again, once again, and this is the final segment of the series. So first week we gave an introduction to the series and second week we talked about a Christmas that shook devil's kingdom. And third week, we talk, last week, we talked about a Christmas that shook the earthly kings and the earthly kingdom. And today, as a final sermon in the series, we are going to talk about a Christmas that impact the ordinary people like you and me. Can you say that with me? The Christmas? Uh-huh. That's not enough. Out loud. A Christmas that impacted the ordinary do you consider yourself ordinary? No. Yes? We are ordinary, certainly, in the sight of God. But in the, in the world, we are extraordinary. We are children of God. Amen? We are children of God. We are children of God. We are extraordinary. But in the sight of God, you know, we are just ordinary people. In the whole universe, if you take, you know, we are just so tiny. I ask, usually ask children, you know, do you know how tiny you are in the universe? How do they keep their hands? Hello? Can you show me how tiny you are? Can you show me, every one of you? Just show me, just show me. Nothing like nothing like Just show me, just show me. Just show me how tiny you are. Yeah, just, just this tiny. Somebody says, this big? No, not even that big. No, yeah, this tiny. Like, so little. Yeah, exactly. We're just so little. We are so tiny in this world. So we are just ordinary. Christmas, how it impacted, or is still impacting ordinary people like you and me. So the birth of God, the birth of Christ, not only impacted the kingdom of devil, not only impacted the kingdom or the earthly kings and kingdoms, it also impacted the ordinary people like you and me. So we are going to talk about six different people. How many? Six, 16, not 16. How many? 
six, six different people who were impacted at the time of the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe it was so interesting as I was preparing this sermon. It's an interesting sermon. A lot of facts, you know, I came to know as I was just, you know, preparing for this sermon. Six different people from those chapters that we read this morning. Six different people. Number one, who can be number one? Any guess? Mary, that's the right one. So number one, impact on Mary. What kind of impact that Mary went through as Christmas took place in her own life? Bible says Mary was a virgin. She was a godly woman and she just got engaged to Joseph. And now she is going through unexpected pregnancy. Thank God there was no abortion clinics at that moment. Otherwise Mary should have run. Mary would have run to those clinics. But here we see Mary going through an unexpected pregnancy in her life. You can imagine the amount of impact that she went through at the time of the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. You can imagine what her parents would have told her. You can imagine what the society would have told her, thought about Mary. I thought every day she goes to church. Every Sunday morning she goes to church. I never expected that Mary to be such a girl. That was the talk around it. So Mary was totally terrified by hearing the news that she is pregnant. She was not happy at all with what is going on. And we see that very clearly she was so afraid. She was so terrified. Can you come with me to Luke chapter 1 verses 30 to 34? Can you read with me? Luke chapter 1 verse 30. Then the angel, you get that on the screen now too. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will watch, conceive in your womb. Read, read with me out loud. With, in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will call will be called the son of the highest and the lord will give him the throne of his father david and verse 33 says and he will reign over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end angel suddenly appeared and said, you know, you're going to bring a baby and he's going to be mighty and he's going to be on the throne forever. He is going to be in the house of Jacob. For Mary, how does it matter? Whoever it may be, whoever is going to come forth, how does it really matter for Mary? It did not matter at all. All that she was going through is, how could I become pregnant? Being a girl, she knows how pure she was, how carefully she was handling herself. And she was impacted severely and she was not convinced. And she said, come on, angel, you are just kidding. It cannot be. That's not the fact. That's not the truth. You are just kidding. It's not possible at all. And verse 34, can you read with me? Then Mary said to the angel, what she said, how can this be since I do not know a man? I mean, there is a sermon. There is a great sermon in this few words itself. How can this be since I do not know a man? An angel was very patient. And the angel was telling the process, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Spirit of the Most High will overshadow you. And the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. 
And the angel also said one more thing. Now, Elizabeth, your cousin, she's in her old age. And do you know that she's also conceived? And she's, in fact, she's in her sixth month. And the angel said, listen to me. Listen to me this morning. This is very important. The angel said, for with God, nothing will be impossible. With God, nothing will be impossible. You know, mom and Mary heard this word. Something clicked in her heart. With God, nothing is impossible. Mary was not just an ordinary woman. She was serving God all along. How many of you serve God here? Can I hear an amen? Do you serve God? Do you serve God? Yes or no? Amen. Mary was not just an ordinary girl. She was serving God all along. And when she heard that God, with God, nothing is impossible. And she said, oh, I know that God, what you're talking about, whom you're talking about. I know that he's a God of Abraham. I know he's a God of Isaac. I know he's a God of Jacob. And it really means something to me, what you're telling me this morning. I don't know, in morning or night, whatever time, the angel appeared to Mary. Now Mary realized the significance or the importance of what the angel is talking about. And she thought, such a great God considering me and through me he's planning to bring the son of God the hair of Israel the hair of Judah through my life through my belly I must be privileged I must be his beloved otherwise it's not possible and suddenly such a great honor came upon Mary do you understand what I'm talking about when you go through some difficult moment in our lives, when you are considered as nothing in your life, people don't like at times, people hate you, and they will just marginalize you and then put you aside, and they don't talk to you, they don't consult you, maybe in a family too, maybe in a family or maybe in a work situation or maybe in a society. And someone comes up and tells them, I know what you're talking about, I hear what you're saying, I understand. You feel that you know such a great honor coming upon you. Now Mary realized that what God is telling her is not just an ordinary thing. Can you come with me to Luke chapter 1, verses 46 and 48, 40 through, 46 through 48. And Mary said, can you read with me? My soul, can I get a little more feedback? My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed so all of a sudden when the angel said with god nothing is impossible the moment angel said that moment mary heard those words she's able to just relate and she understood what god is up to and she said my soul magnifies the lord you see here it took a while for mary to understand the or accept the plan of God, the purpose of God in her life. You know, there are many times we expect things to go in our own way in our lives. There are many times we want things to happen in our own way, but they don't happen in our own way. We want that to happen in a particular way. That's what we expect and that's what we long for and we wait for, but it won't happen that way. And in Mary's life, Things were not happening, you know, probably she had a great idea, a great ambition of getting married, 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 married to Joseph and living a good, decent life. That was his desire, their desire. 
But all of a sudden we see the way of God crossing and interfering the way of men and women. That's what exactly happens in your life. And today, this morning, you are here sitting here or you're listening to me online and wondering, God, what's happening in my life? Am I really sitting here in Halifax? You just feel it and touch yourself and see that I'm really alive. Am I sitting here in Halifax this morning? I never expected that, Lord. I'm away from family. I'm away from everything that belongs to me, oh God. But this morning, that's the reality. That's the way of God in your life. You know, there are many times we see God's way crossing our path, our ways. We don't like it. We don't like it. But we go through it. We go through it. This morning, God wants you to continue to go through it. Mary did not come out of it. Mary was just pressing and continuing. The same Mary, Mary, who was really stigmatized by the society, who was really who thought it's a shame and it's a disgrace to tell this news out to the world, just becoming pregnant out of wedlock. That was a social stigma. Now we accepted that it's a plan of God. Now she started magnifying God. And now she realized that God's favor is bestowed over her. Birth of Jesus made a huge impact in the life of Mary. You know, as I speak, I want you to know what impact. I want you to think about what impact the birth of Lord Jesus Christ is making in your life. Otherwise, we just go through the seas and nothing would have changed. Nothing would have happened to us. We are talking about the impact of Christmas on ordinary people like you and me. Number two, impact on whom? Impact on? Joseph. Impact on Joseph. Bible says Joseph just got engaged to Mary. And now he got the news that Mary is pregnant. So what will be the reaction of a husband? You think that he'll clap hands and praise God for that? <laughs> he won't do it. It's a disgrace on him. And he will think that, oh my God, such a girl. Obviously, no husband can take this. No husband wants such a woman. All those boys were looking for real virgins. Not many got. Joseph was so glad that I got one. And his dream is shattered right now. And she said, oh, she's also that kind of girl. I never expected that Mary would go through this. How can I keep her as my wife? How is it possible? I want to get away. I want to put her away from this business. I can't live with her. That was the condition of Joseph. Listen to me. Huge impact. I can't handle it. You can't handle it. Such a huge impact. Matthew chapter 1. Can you come with me? To Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 and 19. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was, uh, uh, mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19. Then Joseph her husband being a just man. And not wanting to make her a public example. I mean, basically, he didn't want to mess up with her life, too. Was minded to put her away secretly. That was his status. Joseph wanted to put her away from getting married. Now, who comes there? 
Who comes there? Angel of the Lord. Angel of the Lord comes there. Let's, can you come with me to Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21? Angels telling, angel telling this to Joseph. But while he thought about those, these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take your, you marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Joseph would have looked at the angel and the angel, you are kidding. I don't think it's possible. You're just kidding. But now Joseph, the Spirit of God is working in the life of Joseph. You know, I, I really feel pity for Joseph and Mary. Poor couple, what they are going through right now. And Joseph is kind of getting convinced. He wanted to get convinced, but you know, his, his mind is not allowing that I don't want such a kind of woman. And the angel told, it's not an institution that he's, who is doing the marriage. It is not a people, it's not, it's not a man, or it's not a dream, or it's a vision that you got. Or it's not your own desire, it's not a group of people that they want you to get married to this woman. It is God. And Bible says, as we read it, Joseph was a just man. And Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph was a godly man. And he listens to the voice of God. You know, this morning I want you to know something this morning here as we speak, as we say. God wants your eyes and ears to be kept open to listen what God is telling in every situation, in every moment. It's very easy to just neglect saying, saying that it's not the will of God, it's not the will of God. But God also wants you to keep your eyes ears open to know what is the will of God. If you neglect, if you reject everything, you know, nothing is going to be a will of God in your life. But God wants you to know what is the will of God concerning your life and concerning your future. At times people's idea and their suggestions will, think, will make you to think about you. You can easily keep away from God. At times, you know, you think so much about yourself. And he was a just man. He was a righteous man. But he could not understand the plan of God for a moment. And Holy Spirit worked in his life. Holy Spirit made this happen. Throughout the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, you see the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus would not have been born without the work of the Holy Spirit. Mary had to be convinced and Joseph had to be convinced. There are so many things, you know, Herod would have killed the baby, Jesus. And Holy Spirit had to work. Angel had to work in company, in, together, in, in togetherness, in oneness with God, the triune God. And Holy Spirit is at work right now. Can you come with me to Matthew chapter 1 verse 24? Then Joseph, being arose from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. Took Mary as his wife. Second impact, the third impact that we are going to talk about is the impact on the shepherds. Can you say that impact? On the shepherds. Shepherds are out there in the field. So they were tending their flocks. They were taking care of their sheep. And you know, they were just basically caring for the sheep. They are totally isolated from the society, from the community. And what do you smell over a shepherd? What do you smell? Sheep. That's what you smell over a shepherd, sheep. 
ugly. They smell everywhere, the smell of sheep. They're totally unexpected, unaccepted in any social setup. They're kind of outcast. They are always looking, always looking. They don't even come home. That's their home. They tend to their flocks and take care of them. And in fact, you know, they got an invitation to visit Jesus. And that was a huge impact on the shepherds. They, in fact, they were the first human being, other than baby Jesus' parents, to meet Jesus. You know, can you imagine the amount of impact that had, they had? What an impact. It's an honor, in fact. It's an honor, uh, impact of honor. First human being on the face of this earth, other than their, his parents coming to see baby Jesus. They just, just saw face to face. Caleb is holding his baby in his hands. And when he calls, what's his name? What's the baby's name? Joy. Joel? Joel? Oh, he's looking at me now, so because I'm calling Joel, right? So if he calls Joel, he will just look face to face. You know, that kind of close encounter is what the shepherds had with Lord Jesus Christ. They were said, you know, what do you do with the baby? No, you don't do that, right? That's not with the baby. That sound is wrong, I think. Okay. So you do something with the baby to get the baby's attention and then, then just you see face to face. Shepherds, they had an opportunity to do that. Can you come with me to Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14? Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field. Reading from Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14. Same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Verse 10. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, because you know, this is so, so fearful experience there. Saw the angel which you would have, they would have never seen in their lifetime. And the glory of God is you know, shown around them. And the angel of God said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. You know, first, when they hear these things from the angel, I don't know what it, it probably did not mean anything to them. It takes a while for them to understand, process what they just heard. Verse 11, can you come with me to verse 11? For there is born to you in the day, in this day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in a swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward them. Never seen such a thing in their lives. Never heard such a thing in their lives. They said, come on, let's go. You know, that's the shepherd's attitude. If you and I are there, what do we think? Maybe I slept, oh, I overslept. That's why I got the dream. I don't think God is speaking to me. I don't think God is telling to me anything. Let's not go now. Let's wait. Let's find out whether it's true or not. Let's inquire about it. Let's Google search. Now let's check, check, check with ChatGPT whether you know there is something really happening or not. Let's find out. But shepherds, I want you to understand the simplicity. I want you to understand the faith. I want you to understand the way they receive. They receive from God. That they said, come on, let's go. Luke chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And they came with haste. How did they come? Angel told them to go, and he gave the signs and directions clearly. They said, come, let's go. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, verse 17. Now when they had seen him, they made 
widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. They spread the word out. They listen to me. This is very interesting. Luke 20 says, verse 20, can you read with me? Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen, and it was told them. They didn't have time to take even their offerings. They should have taken the firstborn in their herd. They should have taken the lamb and come to see the baby, to see baby Jesus. But they didn't even have time. They wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. Do you know today there are millions out there living in those unreached areas. They want to see Jesus. We are so accustomed to what we do, what we go through every year. But there are millions out there. They want to see Jesus. They want to see Jesus in their lives. They are crying out. They are longing for these shepherds who are so hungry for God. And they were just running. And you remember Jesus, some point of time in his ministry, this is what he said. He said, the revelation is not for the wise, not for the prudent, or not for the educated, but the revelation of God is for the simple and for the humble. Can you come with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 25? Matthew eleven twenty-five. when Jesus was talking about the distractions that is going to come upon the cities, this is what he said. Can you read with me? Do you get that on the screen? Can you read with me? At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to the babes. That means God expects us to have a simple faith, just like babies. A simple faith. We overcomplex it. We make it very complex today. But all that God is expecting us as we remember the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, is to have a simple faith. Just to have a simple faith in God. Do we have that faith this morning? Bible says if you have a mustard seed of faith, you can expect a miracle. This morning that is very true. If you have a mustard seed of faith in your life, you can expect what you want in your life this morning. God is a God of miracles, shepherds. They got a revelation. And what a great impact that the birth of Lord Jesus Christ made on shepherds when they saw him face to face. As I said, the first human ever seen Jesus other than parents face to face. The impact was so huge. The impact, they immediately went and they started spreading the word. Come and see Jesus. Jesus is born. And they said, you know, they said, they, they, they thank God and they worship, they praise God for everything that had happened. And they glorified God on their way back. You know, today there are certain things that may be stopping us from spreading the word out what is stopping us really to tell to share the love of Christ with somebody who is with us always during this entire year what is really stopping us or what is really stopping us from praising God and thanking God for all the good things that he has done to us we haven't seen him the simple answer is we haven't seen him if Jesus is seen the way shepherds have seen Jesus, we would never stop telling the love of Christ to somebody. We will never stop worshiping him and praising him for who he is and what he is in our lives. Until we have that revelation, our eyes are blinded. Not many has the revelation that Jesus is son of God. Not many has the revelation that Jesus is my savior. He's my beloved. I can talk to him at any moment. I can have communication with, his, with him at any moment. 
We are talking about the impact that Christmas could make in your life and my life. Number four, the impact on wise men. Impact on wise men. How many wise men came there? Three wise men. And they came on Matthew 2, 2, 11 and 12, we read, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary. And very interestingly, what they did? They? Do you get that on the screen? They what? They fell down. They fell down, really. They fell down. How many of you fall down, fell down last week? Week before? In the month of December? You fell down? Okay. Be careful. So these guys came there, saw Jesus. They came into the house. Maybe then the house is not mopped properly, maybe. It's still wet. Or they're coming from snow, wet shoes, and you know, it's very slippery in the house. Was that the case? I don't think so. I don't think so. They came and they saw Jesus. Then they saw the baby. Look at the revelation they have. They, they, just, they just got it. We struggle to get who is this Jesus we are talking about even 2,000 years later. But they just got the revelation. The moment they saw, where, where are we? And when they had opened, sorry, they fell down and worshipped him. Nobody told to do worship. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned, warned in the dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed to their own country. So three wise men, or three kings, or three magi, they are scholars. They are basically astrologers, astronomers. And they came, and they just saw baby Jesus, and they had such a great revelation, impact in their hearts, in their mind, they just fell down. And they worshipped. They just fell down and then worshipped. Look at the impact that Christmas is making in the life of intellectual people. You know, when they are trapped by God, they can't just stand by themselves. They can't stand by their strength. They need to fall down. Can I hear an amen? They need to fall down. You know, no one worship a king just like that. And they realize he must be more than a king. He's not just an ordinary king. He must be more than a king. That was the revelation that they had about baby Jesus. You know, today we know God. We know Jesus because of the return word of God. Return word of God. But we need that greater revelation to worship God, to kneel down before him, to fall down. I'm not saying that physically you need to kneel down, you need to fall down. You may be just sitting there, it's all just as if you are not listening to me. That's how you sit at times, right, at church? So that's how you may be sitting there. But I know you're listening. I know you fall down and worship. I know when you close your closet and you kneel down, you cry out to God. I know you do. I know you do that. Let's do that. Let's worship before the King of Kings. May not be in our posture. But inside of us, a broken heart, a contrite spirit, God cannot despise, God cannot reject. Let's walk with that humility. Let's walk with that brokenness inside of us. And they brought something to Jesus, whereas the shepherd did not buy anything. They just came the way we are coming to offering. Can I hear an amen? We are coming to church on Sunday morning, right, like the shepherds? No? We need to bring those sheep. 
not the sheep. What is that? Lamb. No, no, no. What is it called? The little one called? Lamb? Okay, lamb. Right? So bring those things into the house of God. Shepherds came with nothing in their hands, but now we see wise men coming. Three things, gold. Gold refers to king. Gold belongs to kings. Kingship of Lord Jesus Christ on the earth. Frankincense and incense that represents his deity, that he is God. He's not just an ordinary king, he is God himself. And mirror, mirror is an embalming oil. It represents the death of and burial of Lord Jesus Christ. Wise men. They know, they knew because they have read the history. They know the signs, they know how to read the signs that appear in the sky. When the star appeared, they realized they knew very well that he is the king of the Jews. Born to die. Wise men were totally impacted. They started kneeling down and worshiping God. And they started listening to the Holy Spirit. Speaking to them. Do not go back to Herod. Find a different way. Number five. We're talking about the impact on Simeon. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ. Made such a great impact as we read in Luke chapter 2. There was an elderly man by name Simeon. Can you say Simeon? Bible says he was a just man, he was a devout man, and he was just waiting for the consolation of God to come into this world. The peace of God, the counsel of God, and the comfort of God to come into the world. And Bible says Holy Spirit was upon him. Upon whom? Upon Simeon. Holy Spirit. You know, you see the, you know, the, the work of the working of the Holy Spirit throughout here. Can you come with me to Luke chapter 2 verses 26 to 32. And it had been revealed to him, to Simeon, by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before had seen Lord Jesus Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for his according to the custom of the law, he took him up, listen to me, here another man, at the eighth day of the purification, when they come to circumcise the Lord Jesus Christ to the temple of God, here we see an old man standing there and receiving baby Jesus in his arms and blessed God and he said, Lord, now you, have left, let, letting, you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples a light to bring revelation to the gentiles and the glory of your people israel simeon what an impact a man who was about to die a man who was about to die because god told him that you will not die until you see jesus you will not die i don't know god does that to some of our parents at times you know when we are going through difficult times when they are in the deathbed, they are not going to die unless, until they see you. Maybe it's the same scenario. That God did not take his life until he saw Jesus. He was just waiting to breathe his last breath. And before that, he wanted to see Jesus. That's how God works. Listen to me for a moment. That's how God works. Today you are praying for your husband, you are praying for your wife, you are praying for your parents, your dad and your mom and your siblings and your family members, your friends. God, and what is the kind of prayer that you make? God, before they breathe their last breath, they should see whom? They should see whom? Come on, they should see whom? Out loud. They should see whom? They should see Jesus. 
And if you don't pray, just pray. Start praying for your parents, you know, those who don't believe in God anymore, those who don't believe in Christ. Here we see a man of God who is very old, and the history says he was a priest. Bible doesn't say that. And history also says he was at the age of 120 or 127. Should have died long back. Why is he standing there? Because he wanted to see Jesus before dying. He wanted to see Jesus before dying because he was not sure about his destination, where he's going. Are we sure about our destination today? Are we sure about our parents, our beloved's destination today? Where do they go? They need to see Jesus. And in his lifetime, listen to me, he would have taken so many babies being a priest. Hundreds of babies, thousands of babies. And now he's handling a baby, carrying a baby who is not just an ordinary baby. Who's not just an ordinary baby, he's somebody great. The Bible says he's the salvation. He's the light who brings revelation to the Gentiles. He is the glory of the people of God. What do you see when you hold your baby in your hands? What do you see in their lives when you hold your baby in your hands? That's how their future is going to be. That's how their future is going to be. Simeon, holding the baby of Lord Jesus Christ. And he's having a moment there. What a great impact. Bible says he was led into the temple of God. Verse 27 says, he, So he came by the Spirit into the temple. Holy Spirit is leading people to come into the presence of God. Number six, impact on prophetess Anna. Impact on prophetess Anna. Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verses 36 to 38. Can you read with me? Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, a daughter of Phenel, of the tri tribe of Asher, she was of great age and had lived with her husband for seven years. And now what, how old is she at that, at that moment? She is 80. Uh, she's about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but serving God with fasting and prayers day and night. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. We see a woman by name, a prophetess by name, Anna. Only seven years she could live with her husband. After that, she became a widow for some reason. And now she's 84, at the age of 84. And all that she was in the temple of God, serving God, and being in prayer and fasting. And she was a prophetess. She was a prophetess. But now God decided to appear to Anna. Anna looked at God, Anna looked at the Savior as a baby Jesus, and she gave thanks to the Lord. And she spoke about him, that he has come as a redeemer to Israel. Birth of Lord Jesus Christ made tremendous impact. We just spoke about six people from the word of God. Generation after generation, the birth of Lord Jesus Christ made severe impacts in the lives of people. And today, even Jesus is touching lives Christmas is an avenue through which the Holy Spirit continued to work in the same way. He was working at that moment to reach out to the lives that are around. Jesus is still healing people. Jesus is still delivering people. Jesus is still alive today. Shall we all arise this morning as I summarize and close? Birth of Lord Jesus Christ had a great impact on the ordinary. Mary's life was impacted when she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. 
Just want to take you into a time of prayer, a short time of prayer this morning before I close. Mary had a tremendous impact. And she was impacted when she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph had a great impact in his life when he was forced to stay in that marriage with Mary by an angel. Shepherd, they had the great impact in their lives because they could see baby Jesus face to face, the first ever human has ever seen baby Jesus other than parents. And they got turned into evangelists the moment they saw Jesus. Wise men came there. They were impacted that they would, have, would not have fallen before anyone else in the past, but now they fell before Lord Jesus and they started worshiping him. Simeon had a great impact of carrying Lord Jesus, the baby Jesus in his hands. Anna had a great impact of witnessing the Redeemer of Israel. Shall we close our eyes?